Welcome to Worms Are a Myth, an outdoorsy podcast brought to you by Whale Shark Adventure Co. I'm Christian. And I'm Carrie, and it's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> um, we hope that you've been having a wonderful year filled with adventures. And to kind of kick back into gear, we decided to go over some of our best adventures from the year so far. Mm, yeah. So. We've done a lot of stuff. We've done a lot of stuff. Not like a lot of stuff, but definitely a good chunk. Of stuff. The last podcast, I think, was Christmas. It was a while ago. It was a while. We've done we've done a lot in that time. So we decided it would what would be a better way than to come back into the podcast, kind of go over some adventures we've had, and talk about our favorite things from the trips, our least favorite things, kind of, or maybe like highlight a piece of gear that we really liked. Just kind of, I don't know, go through it all. Yeah. Kind of recap. And also, we're recording this uh, second season episode. On my porch, so if you hear uh, ambience, it's <laughs> it's not a track; it's real life. Um, <laughs> occasionally, there might be wind. We don't have the best setup. But. Wind. There might be a car too, but um, mostly buggies. So I apologize for the weird stuff <laughs> in the background, but it gives you a gives you a sense of the outdoors. So if yeah. you're on your way to work or you're at work, you can um, listen to the cicadas. You know, just doing their little cicadas. We're in our element. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Way back at the beginning of the year, um, I think we had a lot of trips clustered together. Yeah. Um, and one of the first things we did was we went to Vermont. Yeah, the end of ski season and just ski season as a whole was huge at the beginning of last, of this past year. And it was so good. We had an <laughs> awesome winter on the East Coast. Yeah, So much sure. snow. So it's been a while since snow. we've had, like, good snow days. Yeah, for sure. So, so skiing was off the charts. Yeah. Well, you snowboard, I ski. So we we have a fun kind of best of both scenario. Yeah. But um, our Vermont trip, we have a friend who works at Okemo. And so we went up to visit and get some cheaper tickets. Got, and some, yeah, got some friendly discounts. <laughs> Carrie just dropped a pen. I did just drop my pen. So we got uh, cheaper lift tickets. Uh, we headed up onto the mountain. And uh, it actually... It wasn't a great day it for was raining. Emo. It was It was, like, kind of freezing rain. However, like, mashed potato snow up there is better <laughs> than nothing. So. I, I would take rain snow yeah. all season long we in Vermont. We had so much fun. And there was a lot of snow on the ground there, like, not even just on yeah, the Yeah, there was a good two feet of base layer. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt so good. But I hadn't been to Vermont to snowboard in probably uh, three, four years. Mm-hmm. So I, it was it was. And quite amazing. honestly, neither have I. I'm, that's where I'm from. And so that was really fun to kind of go with you because we hadn't gone together at all yet. And we got to go to my hometown, and you got to meet some people I grew up with. And, and that I rode was a horse. really fun. And you rode a horse. <laughs> I think that was a different trip. Was that a different trip? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Well, we saw horses that we same did, trip. We did, we did. <laughs> That's um, all that counts. But yeah, so overall, Okemo is really, really fun, even in mashed potato snow weather. Okemo is a great mountain. Um, they have uh, lots of diversity in trail, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, that's important to me. Yeah. Uh, on, on like the lower end, like mid-Atlantic region of the East Coast, you pretty much only get straight ski trails. I mean, like just like straight down the that hill. you bomb yeah. and there's not a lot of variety or you get a hundred percent park 
which, mm-hmm. you know, if you're into either of those things, it's fine. But, but I, it's not as much variety. In we're it. both all mountain riders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some some tossing it up every now and then is it's good for the soul. Yeah. So that was the highlight. You got to do some snowmobiling. I did. I've never been snowmobiling, and it was insane. And I will just say, if you've never been snowmobiling, it is a lot more difficult than it looks. <laughs> that It has a mind of its own. If you've ever ridden a jet ski, or ski-doo, rather, it's kind of like that. Like, you turn, but unless you're putting your body into it, and you don't have power to it, you're not going to turn. And it's... You, like you gotta mean it yeah <laughs> also i got drenched yeah you came off of that just all of your clothes were soaking wet um <laughs> good time nonetheless yeah i want to do that so much more we went to the vermont country store which i grew up going to it was and incredible i absolutely love it was so charming yeah and quaint. oh i just felt like a little kid again the best... we bought like penny candy and i was freaking out the best part <laughs> of that whole store was sampling the free cheese samples oh yeah uh, that's, yeah, I filled myself up, <laughs> got a free lunch. I think they kept giving me dirty looks every time I would go back eh, and grab I'm a sure cheese. I'm sure they're used to it. But I could live the Vermont life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then for the rest of ski season, we went a lot on our local mountains, which was a, it's still a lot of fun. I think we both have the mindset of even if it's not the most technical mountain or the most amazing mountain or whatever, it's better to just get out and get a day yeah. in. And you make the most fun. of it. Like, we had one day where we went to this mountain that really just wasn't as good even for, this, like, the location that is, we are. Was it was really mountain. bad. And then we just got buzzed and bombed blacks, and it was fine. Ski and ride responsibly, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, but like, do it, because it's really fun. It was really fun. And we <laughs> ended up having a fantastic day, even though it wasn't the greatest hill. Also, uh, funny little um, opportunity to throw in a piece of gear advice. Uh, I was just reading about this 686 jacket that has a built-in six-pack cooler in the well, front pockets, go. and it's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, like, if you're going to do stuff that's technical, obviously, be smart, but if, I mean, we were on a pretty chill mountain, and it was, there was really not much to it. Also, I'm pretty sure everyone there was either already drunk or stoned. Yeah. So, It's just know, part of the culture. That's kind of, I don't know if that's just an East Coast thing. Maybe. On, like, small mountains, because yeah. there's not enough to do, so you might as well get drunk in the process, but... <laughs> I, I think that's a lot of... I mean, maybe not, like... I mean, it's I've not never skied out west. Sure. I've never snowboarded out west, so correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I don't know. That's the vibe I'm getting. But, but so yeah. that was a fun day at the end of the season, and then we, our very last day of the season was actually the, technically the first day of spring, yeah, and we had an amazing powder day for Pennsylvania. FedEx truck rounding the street <laughs> but um i haven't i've i haven't gone out that many times in one season before like it was yeah. it was like getting close to once a week oh yeah which i'm sure for some people is like oh it's every year but yeah yeah i think it was a good season for us to kind of get back into really taking advantage of oh, yeah. ski season and i again just making the most of what we have what's around us um <laughs> that truck is so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but really, so it was a really, really good time just in that we got out and we had a lot of fun. And we became a lot better throughout the season, too. Or at least oh, I yeah. know I did. I know sure. my my uh, my arc of ability was dramatic yeah. from the beginning to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, just my confidence levels yeah. alone, which I think is super important. Because quite but. honestly, before this past season, I hadn't 
gotten out more than like once or twice a season for the past couple of years. And I used to, I grew up skiing um, Mount Snow in my hometown and like that's what we did. But I haven't done that in a really long time. So the beginning of this season, I was definitely more wary. And also my skis aren't amazing, I've learned over the course of this season. (laughs) Carrie hasn't updated her skis in I was like, well, why would I buy new skis in the middle of this season? That's such a dad thing to say. I know. I know it is. I don't need new skis. I sound I like my skis. dad, honestly. Like, why would I do that in the middle of this season when the no, season's dad, almost over? No, Dad, those are two-by-fours. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely too small for me, and I need to move on, which I am this season, so keep, we'll, but that's I'll keep a solid. Posted. That's a solid point, though, is, like, you will only know if you go out yeah. and you so, try it yeah. for anything. But Over the course of the season, I've learned I needed new skis, Bettered, bettered my technique. You need new poles more than anything. You're using poles. too short of poles. I am. But I changed out for my trekking poles and put baskets on them, so it's that's, not as big a deal. That's true. Yeah. So that's not as big a deal. Loophole. Um, but that's kind of the first thing of the year. Um, shortly after ski season, we decided we wanted to go winter camping. Yeah. we. Um, I've camped in cold weather, but never in winter, like in a yeah. storm. And this wasn't, like, deep in the backcountry. Oh, it wasn't backcountry at all. Yeah, this was a drive-in campsite, you know, really, really It was relaxed. at a, a relatively large state park, yeah. so it was, you know, not just going to a KOA, but... Right, right. Like, we were in the woods. Also, we were only... We were one of two campers, like, camp groups in the whole park. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the ranger even knew that we were there until the morning. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but we set up, and we came in sort of at dusk, and then uh, sh- shortly after arriving is when the snow started to come in. started as a light flurry. flurry. Yeah, and then it turned into, <laughs> I think, by the next morning, up. we had like four to five inches of snow. Yeah, and, and half of the tent was caved in. And this wasn't a good tent, mind you. We oh, were just was, kind of dicking around it and It was from fun. Walmart. Yeah, it's Full like disclosure. a three-season from Walmart tent. So <laughs> we weren't really expecting it to perform a crazy amount. You we know. do have better tents, we do. mind you. We just don't have a big one, like yeah, a car we, camping we tent. Yeah, we had gone with a couple of friends and my dog, so... We um, needed some space. We needed some space, and our friends bailed and went into the car because <laughs> it was, which, you know, probably which, not a bad move for them. No, because it was cold and the snow was caving in more on their side of the tent. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but overall, it was pretty fun. My I puppy did, was very snuggly. He had he a jacket so on. He looked very cute. I did manage to make a, a somewhat of a fire, even in the storm, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel accomplished about. Yeah. Uh, good to know that my survival skills are somewhat decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was very wet. Very, uh, very wet. It was but very it was wet. fun. We had fun. The car wasn't too far away, so at any point... We, we could have bailed. We could have bailed, but yeah. we stuck it out, and we had, mm-hmm. a, we had a good time. We learned so much. Yeah, and I think, in my mind, it went a lot better than it probably did, because I had a very warm sleeping bag compared oh, to everybody sure. else. I had, like, a 15-degree bag, and it was, like, tops, like, in the 30s. Yeah, it was, I don't think it was any warmer than the yeah. 30s. Yeah, so I was toasty, comfy, totally fine, whereas everybody else was not... I wasn't in, too is, bad. No, uh, you weren't. But, like, it, the, the sleeping bags were not, you know, top-notch Yeah. from everybody, so... Luckily, I had some good layers on, too, yeah. that helped me out, but... Yeah, but it was fun. I was all right. I was just uncomfortable because I got, I got wet. Yeah, which will make anybody even more cold because then the wet freezes yeah. and then it's just a whole not fun. And scenario. also, uh, 
Boone. Uh, Boone's the dog. I don't know if we already mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Boone the Adventure <laughs> Goon. You got to follow, follow him. Follow him on Instagram. Follow his Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Boone. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a little chilly in he the middle did. of the night. We had to mm-hmm. bundle him up with some blankets and, mm-hmm. and cuddle for warmth. Yeah, he kind of laid in between the two of us. I have some really cute pictures of him just <laughs> snuggled in between the two of us, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, but so that that was first climbing, or not climbing, first, uh, we weren't climbing at all. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> first <laughs> winter camping experience. Could have gone worse. Could have gone worse. Could have gone worse, exactly. Yeah. Um, Speaking but, of climbing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shortly after that, we did our first uh, climb of the season, of, well, of the year. It wasn't really the season and it was yet, but so uh, cold. it was frigid. Um, which personally, I I would rather climb the freezing cold weather than. See, I would be totally weather. on board with that if the rock wasn't so damn cold. Yeah. I'm no. I'm okay with it being cold outside. I don't like my fingers, which I'm not gonna wear gloves when I climb. I don't like. I just you don't. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. So. I, you need that. Uh, you need that. The that black grip. diamond uh, <laughs> heated chalk bag. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I didn't like my hands feeling so cold that like I was like aching in my like bones. Like it was really yeah. not fun. Yeah, it doesn't all. help that the the our local crag is almost a hundred percent shade. Yeah. So there so wasn't even no any sun, sun to warm it at all. <laughs> yeah. So that was it was fun, but it wasn't. Um, it was very cold. <laughs> it was very cold, but um, I hate I hate climbing in, in humidity and heat. Yeah. That's my least favorite. And then we got some trail running in, or at least I did at the time. We did? I did at the time. We ch- we checked our Instagrams, quite honestly, to make sure that we had all of the information <laughs> to, of what we were throw doing. Put together a timeline yeah. of sorts. Um, but I was doing a lot of trail running at the time with Boone um, because I was planning to run a race in... April, like the end of April, which I didn't, but that's just a precursor. And what was that race? It was a 50K in, uh, somewhere in Reading, but... And when's the last time you ran? At that point? Mm-hmm. Well, I was supposed to train over for it over the winter, and then I didn't because running on the ice scares me, <laughs> um, because my friend who runs these kinds of races had just slipped on ice and, like, got a bad concussion, so I was like, eh, I'm just not going to. So I was I was running in March and, like, still had the idea of, like, running this race, but it wasn't. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Save that for later. But, um, yeah, so there was some trail running at some local state parks and stuff like that. Yeah. As far as, like, outside stuff goes. Was your wrist injury this year? That that, was, no, that, that was, was last, last fall. That was last fall. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to just well, mention that real yeah, quick? Yeah, just real quick. Um, <laughs> it was trail running with my dog and I had his leash tied around my waist and he went first this is before this he was still a lot younger he was like under a year at this point I don't know much about trail running but I don't know if that is the best it wasn't my best idea (laughs) I mean it was good when I was on the flats because I didn't have to mess with like yanking him one way or the other he was also he's also just a lot better on a leash now he's big now he's big now he's a big boy um but yeah, so then he pulled me weird on, like, a downhill, and I fell and broke yeah. my wrist. Or probably just heavily sprained, but... Regardless, you got hurt. Yeah, I got hurt. But that's last year. Yeah. I think and we've then already that's, mentioned that. Yeah, so, you know, um, then we started trying to plan out this bigger trip. Uh, it, it had been a while since we had done an extended uh, trip. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to, uh, you know, open the year up with a bang, uh, which I think we did. 
I agree. This uh, was a really That was good a well-planned trip. trip. Mm-hmm. So we we decided uh, we were going to drive about nine hours uh, into Kentucky, in the central Kentucky, uh, to climb at Red River Gorge. Um, I'm just going to give an overview of mm-hmm. the trip. And then yeah, we can go totally. Under, but, uh, and then leap from there to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, uh, and base camp into the Smokies, um, and do some exploring, and then uh, hit up some Dollywood. Oh, yeah. Dollywood. Which is a magical place. It is a magical place. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, then came home. Yeah. But, yeah, so we, we headed to Red River Gorge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we camped the first night. Um, in the Red River Gorge geological area, I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, which is just kind of like a state park kind of thing. Yeah. If, like, that's kind of the vibe it has. Um. It's got trailheads mm-hmm. and, uh, and camping. Well, it we has backcountry sites, yeah, kind of. We, they're very primitive. We, obviously we packed in, but it wasn't very far. Um, we were really exhausted from driving, so we didn't want to pack in very far. And also, the next day we, we were planning on climbing in Muir Valley, um, so we didn't want to pack in very far that night so we could get a, a good early start yeah. in the morning. Um, yeah, so we, we camped the first night, woke up, and the next morning drove, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes down the road to mm-hmm. the Muir Valley area, uh, M-U-I-R, as in John Muir. Which I didn't know, but is privately owned. It is privately owned. And... These people just decided that this place was so amazing and that they wanted to protect it and make it easily accessible to everybody. I forget what we paid to get in, but it, it was, was like, $10 for yeah, parking. For they parking. just charge you for parking. And uh, and this place is beautifully, like beautifully well kept. We didn't get a chance to uh, to meet the the owners. It's a, it's a couple, um, a married couple of climbers who, who own this property. And they climb on it, and I think it was only like the '90s or something. They opened mm-hmm. it up um, to, but to the, the public. The trails are all really well kept. It's really very well, well kept. There's really nice platforms on some of the oh yeah, climbs and it's it's exceptionally to, like, well bolted. Erosion. Yeah, everything is really really top notch. And uh, they had a little so in the parking lot they had this little snack bar and a picnic area, and they just had maybe a dozen stick clips. For yeah. you to borrow, which yeah. is awesome. It was super. It was a really, really cool experience, and even just um, like the climbing itself was amazing. Like I personally climbed my highest like route, and um, yeah, uh, I, that I've ever climbed. Yeah, which I, was really, really fun. I did too. Um, the The climbing was so good compared to what it is usually on the East Coast. Uh, or at least not, uh, the mid-Atlantic, because there's stuff that, you know, that's good on the East Coast. It's just not near us. It's very hard to find. Um, well, not in New England. Not in New England. Uh, Mid-Atlantic, where we live, it's just very, uh, it's a lot of flaky, sketchy kind of rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just the opposite at Red River Gorge. It was so smooth. Right, and, yeah. And so juggy and <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. So we had a very, very good time. We met a really cool lady who... Oh, she was awesome. Um, she was studying to be an AMGA guide, um, which is wanna, the yeah, American Mountain Guiding Association. Um, she which had done is kind Knowles of, courses before. Yeah, it's like the top certification that you can get to be like a guide, essentially. Um, but she was just looking for people to climb with, so we did... Um, I think it was a nine with her. A, it was uh, a nine. A five nine. Yep. Which it was, was a really fun, really fun juggy mm-hmm. five nine, and it it was maybe hundred plus feet. 
which is yeah. it was that's the highest thing I've climbed yeah. yet. Uh, and it was so much fun, and it was really fun to do it with her too because she knew what she was doing. Not that we don't, but she is a lot more professional, and she was just really encouraging and funny, and it was really cool to meet a climber like that. Yeah, um, so good. That whole place was an amazing experience. Yeah, oh, we There's, saw rattlesnake. <laughs> so upset about eh, it. Wasn't I, that big of a deal. I personally am not a snake person. I don't. I can do bugs. I can do other critters. See, I can I'm do the anything. I, hate I, bugs. I cannot do snakes at all. They skeeve me out so badly. And we saw two rattlesnakes, and I lost my <laughs> mind. <laughs> like lost my mind. Because, like, we didn't see them until they were rattling at us, like, less than five feet away. And it was scary. They warn you. Oh, it was terrifying. I was not a fan. <laughs> so then for the rest of that day, I was just not okay. <laughs> uh, you were fine. Um, so then the next day, uh, or that night anyway, we drove into Gatlinburg uh, because the next day we were going to Dollywood. Dollywood. So that was, I think, a couple-hour drive from... It was about four or five hours, uh, not too far I don't away. I think it was that far. I thought it was like two and a half. Well, either way, it was a couple hours away. It was, yeah, I think it was but more than that, but yeah. what was a low for the trip happened on the drive from <laughs> Kentucky to Gatlinburg. So I am I am not uh, the proud owner of, of a well-constructed Thule or Yakima rooftop box uh not as of yet at least it's in hopefully in my near future uh right now or not even right now anymore uh after this trip uh, we were rocking the sears uh cargo box i don't even know what the name of that thing is i don't either uh it was basically a big gray ugly eyesore yeah shell on the top of my car it was doing its job for the most part at this point yeah kind of (laughs) it was noisy and you had to uh zip tie parts of it shut yeah and that's not great i don't think we we hadn't done it at that point no so anyway we're driving down the tennessee kentucky interstate uh en route to dollywood to pigeon forge uh it was evening we're just minding our own business, rocking out to some some jams, and all of a sudden the box blows open, mm-hmm. and uh, we pull over, uh, semi truck almost hit us. And at this point, yeah, we people are honking at us. We're like swerving from traffic. Um, we pull over, and at this point, a lot of our climbing gear, all of our climbing gear, is up there. Mm. Um, my sleeping pad, and then like a tarp that we had was up there. Yeah, so the the box blows open busts the the uh the latch off pull over the whole thing is just it, it's kaput mm-hmm. um i'm frantically on the side of the highway checking to see what gear we lost mm-hmm. uh and i'm baffled to find that it doesn't look like we lost anything oh wait we lost our well i didn't lose anything we lost carrie's thermarest roof Which- rest of any sleeping pad to lose, that one's not that bad. It's not the worst thing in the world, but still, it's like a $40 pad. Yeah. It sucks, yeah. and then we had to buy you a new one because we were yeah, not done we camping. Yeah, we bought me a new one in uh, Gatlinburg. But, so at that point, that sucked. And then you duct taped it all up, because <laughs> thank God we brought duct tape. I put a liberal amount of duct tape. Yeah. You should always travel with duct tape. Yeah. Uh, that's like a... It goes without saying. Duct, um. Shout out to duct tape. <laughs> but... But so that was kind of a damper. But we stayed at a hotel in Pigeon Forge, 
and we hadn't lost that much stuff, so it was okay. And we lost the tarp too. We lost yeah. the tarp and the uh, and the sleeping pad, and unbelievably, that was it. Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely a scary experience with all of the cars so, honking at us. And moral of that story stuff. is, spend the money, get the uh, the toolie, get yeah. the get the Yakima. Or do just like do. put ratchet straps on your cargo box. About to get a buggo on your arm. I am. Yeah. Oh, he's cute. He's a cute little buggy. Little green guy. Little guy. He's um. <laughs> no, so no, don't, don't, no duct tape. Just invest. Just spend the. The next day, we're moving on. The <laughs> next day, we went to Dollywood. We both wore Hawaiian shirts because we that's decided that that's what you should do in Dollywood. And in and case we, we met Dolly it. Parton, yeah. we had to look our finest. Obviously. So we both wore we were Hawaiian going, shirts. We were going for full on <laughs> tourist trash. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was great. And Dollywood surpassed any expectation oh, that I had for it. Oh, it was so good. It was so well kept. The roller coasters were both hilarious and also amazing. Like, I, I've never been to a quirkier amusement park. It had a lot of... Uh, a lot of character. A lot of character. Um, it, was, it was a really, really fun experience. Also, I, I really liked that they made a big deal since it's located in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which is like, you know, like the entrance to the Smokies from that side. They make a big deal about like forestry and forest fires and stuff. That, yeah. That, that theming went into their park, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. And also they just, they didn't build the park like and take away the landscape. They oh, not built it around the landscape, which it just showed how much they honor where they live. Or at least, like, the design of it honors that, which I thought was really, really cool. Very cool. And all of the history of, like, that area. and It was really, really cool. Yeah. Built a freaking roller coaster into the side of the mountain. It was really cool. Awesome. I was a huge fan. But from there, um, after that after that night, we uh, uh, camped. We mm-hmm. headed into the park, into the actual uh, mm-hmm. national park. We bought a backcountry permit. We did. Which um, you should always which do. Which you should always do. <laughs> Because, A, it helps out your park, especially a free park like the Smokies. Um, Which it, is probably it helps not going to be free for much longer. Um, regardless. Regardless. It, should, it still helps out. And it also lets people know where you are. You may not think it's a big deal, but if something happens, anything could happen in the backcountry. They know and where you are. if something does, they want, we, you should know. You should, someone should know where you are. So we picked something that I guess was a little bit more than we had thought it was initially i guess because i like so, okay looking at the topo on this four mile into a tent site that we picked it didn't look very steep um i do know how to read topo i'm not amazing at reading topo um which is the topographical lines on a map to show you the steepness or the um lack of i on agree she says she says topo weird no i don't <laughs> um proceed <laughs> anyway <laughs> But, um, <laughs> now I've made her lost. Yeah, you're so much your um, it was more than, than we yeah. were expecting. And I mean, I've done more backpacking than Christian. So even getting into it, I kind of immediately knew it was going to be a lot more, but we were starving at this point, which wasn't our best plan. And we were tired. And from we were the tired day. from going to Dollywood. And, and so just, we had just gone to Dollywood. I think it would have been better if it was only like a mile in, but we were like, Oh, it's only like three something. It'll be fine. We'll get there in like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and it took a little bit longer than that. I think 
overall it took two and it wasn't crazy technical or steep it was i mean it was it wasn't that bad we were just hungry we were just hungry and tired and it was beautiful though it was absolutely beautiful um but as we rounded the corner onto the summit of this mountain which the name is escaping me we'll look it up we'll look it up and we'll put it in some show notes but um but we as we were rounding the corner christian stops dead and I don't even, did you just, like, you just turned around and you were like, go back, go Oh, back. I just instantly, instant caught in. This is the Smoky Mountains after all. It, pretty infamous. Uh, and you probably see where this is going. Oh, wait, but you don't. <laughs> it was boar? Yeah, so I Wild saw pugs? little, little black blobs trotting towards us with their little shaky pig butts. And <laughs> you just, realized, I didn't, it didn't even register to me what, they were until you were like turn around turn around and we were like was that a bear i don't think it was a bear it didn't seem like a bear but we were like is that a bear oh my god and then like it started to, to kind of register that it was boar and not a bear and boar are mean boar are really really and really that was dangerous. the first thought that i had was from what i i've never encountered them in the wild but from what i know they charge yeah. And that was what I was worried about. I had never encountered them either, but I have a lot of family members in the South who hunt for boar, and I've heard many stories and seen many videos and just have, am privy to this knowledge that boar are very, very dangerous when approached. Um, and they're a lot bigger where my family are in the South, but um, these ones were just kind of little guys, but still... They, they can be very dangerous and they'll charge you. So And that's the last thing you need a couple hours into a hike is a gash in your leg or worse when you're starving and et cetera. So we back uh, up, we back up and then uh, round reround that corner yeah. so that they're out of sight. So they can't see us. And then what we do is we start clacking our trekking, our poles, trekking poles together. And I start screaming sweet Caroline at the top of my lungs because that is the first song that I could think of naturally. Which and was great. So we just start Singing like ba ba ba, <laughs> just really loud. <laughs> and immediately, uh, we hear them just scoot just away, scatter into the into yeah. the woods. Uh, they want to know part of us. No. Uh, so they they don't want to be near humans, and that's why yeah. it's pr- it's not it's not common to run into them because if they hear you, they want to avoid you. Which Especially I guess at these that ones point they're small. We had been pretty quiet on the trail because yeah, we were hungry. <laughs> we were hungry. It was late. Um, so we gave it a few minutes uh, until things seemed quiet, uh, and then we rounded the corner with caution, no bore, decided to proceed, mm-hmm. and then it was just extremely obvious that they had been following yeah. this trail for the past mile uh, yeah. in the other direction. And you could, and the reason you could tell is boar use their tusk to dig in the ground and like pull up bulbs and different kinds of plants and you yeah, could see you could see their clothes you could their see hooves. that along the trail and you could also see like hoof marks because it was kind of like a sandy dirt trail yeah um so you could see like their actual prints as well as their like where they rummaged for bulbs and herbs and different things so we were right. pretty confident that they were boar and we're just kind of incredulous to the fact that we had seen, like, it just hadn't even occurred to us. It wasn't even a thing. I, it wasn't I even knew on our radar. About. Like bear, totally. And I'm used. To, we're way more used to dealing with black bears. And black bears, by the way, they don't care about you. 
They no. do kind of the <laughs> same thing. If you see a black bear, you just kind of back up and you kind of talk loudly, give it their space. You don't try to intimidate them. You kind of just, you say, I'm going to leave you alone. You're going to leave me alone. You make some noise and usually they just, they don't, again, they don't, especially, they don't want to be here. Yeah, you know? especially in a place like this where it's so heavily trafficked. Not necessarily where we were because we were kind of off the beaten path, but... It was a fairly less yeah. traveled Oh, trail. honestly, I'm a firm believer that if you're in a national park and you go five minutes onto a trail, you're not going to see anybody. Yeah. Like, it, national parks, Most especially... Most people are just driving the main... Yeah, driving the main, the road, main road and looking for the main um, vistas, which, awesome, great. I'm glad you're having a great time enjoying our national parks, but... I like to go off the beaten path and I like to not be surrounded by people. And it turns out if you walk five minutes on any trail in any direction, you're probably not going to see that many people. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we saw anyone. Uh, oh, that night? For sure not. Didn't see anyone else. So on the then trail. you think the hijinks are over, but they are not. <laughs> oh, no. So we keep walking and we reach the fork that we're supposed to take to the right. And we're like, oh, okay, so we're near the tent site. It's only supposed to be like, a, like maybe a quarter mile from here tops. Um, and we keep walking and then we see a clearing on our right and we're like, oh, finally, amazing. We're so happy. We get to make dinner, all this kind of stuff. And very slowly it's starting to sink in that this is not a tent site and there are headstones and there is depressed earth like in the shape Cemetery. Of, of like, they're really, really old what? graves and they're just like, there's depressed earth in the shape of like coffin and it's like, it's just... It and, is so spooky. And then we both went into this uh, unspoken conversation where we were trying to gauge how the other one felt about mm -hmm. s just staying there. Because that's how <laughs> tired we were. We were like, we're starving and hungry. But it was, honestly, it was so unsettling. I think especially because we weren't expecting that far into the backcountry to find something like that. And these graves were really old. Like The like, newest one was from like the 1860s. Yeah. Like it, they were really, really, really old mountain people like, yeah. graves. And, you know, cool, fine, whatever, rest in peace. Um, but I didn't want to camp there. Yeah, it kind of creeped me out. Um, I w wasn't high on my list of things to do. I was willing to, to, to do it. I think I was you were more, a lot tired more tired than you tired were. tired than I was, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, nevertheless, we decided to keep on trekking, despite mm -hmm. our fatigue. We're like, this can't, they, I cannot believe that the National Park Service yeah, would list this was, as a tent we, site. They wouldn't do that. Exactly. So, so we were like, it's got to be somewhere not too far away. So we decided to follow our instincts down the trail and, you know, no, no more than 15 more minutes led to yeah. the actual campsites. And the relief just And they were very clearly campsites, not us. cemeteries. Yeah. There was a bear hang, <laughs> there was tent sites, yeah. there was a campfire pit. Like, it was very clearly a tent site, but, there and is, thank God. There is something very uh, comforting about being shaken up in the woods and then building a fire. Yeah. It's just, it warms your soul. We And I, <laughs> quite honestly, was really really skeeved out at that point yeah and that's it's worth mentioning that you can be as experienced as possible in in the backcountry in national parks and hiking you don't anticipate being spooked yeah it can come at any time yeah and it can happen to anybody and there's nothing wrong with that yeah and <laughs> it's it honestly it could be something as creepy as that it could just be some you thought you heard somebody in the woods and then you sometimes like, you're just tired on a long yeah. trail or in this case a relatively short trail at night and you get spooked and you just you deal with it 
So thank God we found the tent site, even though we, I was still spooked. I made you sleep closer to the door of the tent. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was spooked. Because that's, that's how safety works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously. In my mind, that's, that's how that fixed everything. Yeah. Um, so then the next day, make breakfast, head back out, kind of run by the, the cemetery mm. um, because I didn't want to be there for very long. Um, <laughs> and then we get out and we drive to Klingman's Dome because we have to be tourists. Yeah, you gotta, if you're in the Smokies, you, you have to at least see the highest peak. Yeah, uh, so yeah. that was really fun. And then we did this kind of side trail off of there to kind off of Off of the trailhead of Klingman's uh, was, a, was a trail, uh, what was that, four... Forney Ridge. Four mile? Seven? Oh, I thought you were talking about the name. Uh, no, yeah, I think the it Forney was two, Ridge Yeah, trail. it was two out, two in. I mean, two back. Gotcha. I think. Relatively easy, um... The, that was a gorgeous. That I loved gorgeous. that trail. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It was rocky. It was again fun. a uh, pro- uh, maybe less less than popular trail. I don't know why that was a gorgeous. Yeah, trail. I mean there were so many people at Klingman's, and we saw like three bears, which is cool. Um, but there's so many people. There were like crowds of people, and then you, for, like, just walk off half an hour in another direction you get a beautiful view and absolutely mm. like nobody fantastic lunch spot yeah highly recommend <laughs> <laughs> and picture up yeah um so then i have to pull up my show notes again we car camped that night we car camped again at the trail at another trailhead um with a lot of other cars in it uh which you got to be very careful about trailhead car camping it can be dangerous uh, just scope it out. Feel feel the atmosphere. You can you'll know. Mm-hmm. You'll know if it's yeah. got sketchy vibes. And there were there were plenty of cars of people who were staying overnight on Mount Leconte. Um and I don't know. It was it was fine. We were fine. Uh we actually like my car was pretty good for car camping. We set up with yeah, like Yeah, we put up some bandanas a, for for mm-hmm. shades. Like just one of those windshield reflectors in the front, so nobody could see in that way. It's actually a really good setup. It was, and we have a futon mattress that we put in the back of my car. Yeah, and then that we fits uh, perfectly. Threw on some podcasts and yeah, fell asleep. Just fell asleep. I think and it after was great. the first night, uh, that was a very welcomed car camp. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it felt a lot more secure than sleeping less than ten minutes from a creepy yeah. cemetery. Um, so I think anything would have felt safe at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention it's the most visited uh, national park in the country. Yeah. So um, So then the next day we hiked Mount Leconte, which was an 11-mile round trip. Mm-hmm. And that is, I don't remember, that's uh, the second highest? It's the second highest peak in the park, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that was a beautiful hike. Shoot, we, looked, very, we should have very... looked up the, uh, the, uh, the elevation. It's somewhere around six. Um, yeah. It's just over six because Kling, Klingman's is six three, I want to say. Six, I want to say Lacante was six two. Something like that. Um, 6,200. Um, but that was beautiful. And it was a very, very easy hike was amazing. trail. It was yeah. very switchbacky, There's very parts kind. of it that are challenging. Yeah. Um, it's not a beginner hike. You probably could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we met a guy on the trail who was suffering from some heel blisters. Uh, hiking in his Keen Newports, um, which, you know, I, you do what you want to do. He um, was just, he was feeling the pain. He was, he was feeling, feeling it. it. So we gave him some moleskin and mm-hmm. he was, uh, <laughs> very which appreciative. Is a, which is a blister patch. It's like a it glorified a bandaid, mm-hmm. um, cause band-aids can kind of rub you still and 
these are softer yeah. and a little bit kinder to your feet. Um, uh, definitely add some moleskin to your gear when you go anywhere, for that mm-hmm. matter. Uh, but it was a really, really fun hike. I think we were both laughing because we're both used to trails on the East Coast and in New England, which it's like they don't know what the word trail means here. Um, you want to go to that it's summit? It's just all boulders. Yeah, just go straight up. Yeah, just go straight up. Boulder, 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 boulder. And so this was kind of a nice, oh, my God, this is what a trail is. This is beautiful, <laughs> um, which was really fun. And I've heard... Like, from people I've met in, like, hiking in the Whites and stuff in New Hampshire, like, who complain about those, like, our kind of trails, say, like, tell me about their kind of trails. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds nice, but I don't know what you're talking about because these are all terrible. (laughs) And it was, like, kind of an eye-opening, like, oh, this is what a trail is. (laughs) Listen, sometimes you just need yourself some switchbacks. It was it was really fun and relaxing, and the view was beautiful. The view was so good. And, uh... Uh, two things. One, halfway up, uh, you're you're greeted with a um, the Alum Cave uh, Bluff, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And that was beautiful. I'm probably butchering that, but it was all like a shaley kind of rock. It's just a giant overhanging cliff face, yeah. which, which gives you some really cool shade uh, yeah. if it's a hot day, which it was pretty hot that day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the temperature difference of just stepping into the overhang. So good, and that's where kind of everyone hangs out and recuperates mm-hmm. before heading on the final like yeah. spin. Um, so then you get near the top, and that's where the uh, near the top is where the um, there's this lodge, a cabin mm-hmm. cabin lodge. Where I didn't know this was there, and it's probably just because we didn't look into it, but. Um, you can stay there. There's multiple cabins, a big mess hall, and they have these llamas that take their <laughs> supplies up and down the mountain, which I think is so funny and so That's cool. So and we cool. got to see them, and yeah. it, they were so cute. And um, you can uh, they'll feed you breakfast. They'll mm-hmm. feed you dinner. Put some hot meals in you. They've got, like, this uh, community dining hall almost. But uh, it's very... Um, and it's very old. It's been there for a very long yeah, time. It's very, very Boy Scout feeling. Yeah, it was a very cool vibe to walk it's into. A, a good place to just uh, take the boots off sit down for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Mount Lacanti. Definitely, definitely recommend, uh, re- recommended hike in the Smokies um, mm-hmm. for and then you know, full day, that, well, half a day. Yeah, it was like a, a half a day. And then that night we just kind of sat in our car camper and watched the sunset over some mountains with some beers. Which was a fantastic way to end the Smokies. Oh yeah, it was honestly like instagram picture like picturesque like we found ourselves a nice uh vista mm-hmm. uh, popped the trunk and just mm-hmm. sat in the trunk watching the sunset yeah it was and then we drove went awesome to a flea market and drove home <laughs> the next day Smokies uh wonderful flea markets are worth checking out oh yeah that was fun <laughs> um and then after that we kind of hung out at home for a while a, recuperating funds. B, recuperating because it's so freaking hot out. Um, it's been a brutal summer. It's been really, really hot and humid. And I, we both don't like climbing in the heat. I so just we didn't don't do like a lot of climbing. Um, even paddling. The lakes around us get really, really congested. Um, in fact, the one, the one, one of the bigger lakes around here, uh, they were over capacity, so they weren't allowing people in they weren't allowed yeah like that's how so there wasn't really much to do which i've heard has happened a a few times this Mm -hmm. this season um but then 
I don't remember when this was a good. I think month. It was a few months after. later. A few months at, at later, least, but we went to the Catskills with our puppy, the Boone. And we're we're pretty familiar with the Catskills. Mm-hmm. We head there fairly frequently. Yeah. Um, um it's kind of like baby Adirondacks. It's pretty chill. It's the it's the closest uh, uh, quote real mountain environment and when we say that it's not to be snobby oh not at all it's It's just when we're talking about alpine environments when you live in one environment consistently uh it gets a little bit you know you want some you want some spice Mm -hmm. so you know so we took the boon on his first backpacking trip which i was very very excited for because he's just a little adventuring guy and (laughs) i thought he he loves to run on the trails he loves to go hiking i thought he would really like to figure out it's fun to watch them figure out the trail and figure out the rock scrambling so i thought that would be really fun so originally the plan was to do this pretty big loop up wittenberg cornell and slide um and then finish back at our car but very quickly into Which is it about a 17 mile loop I yeah believe. and we were gonna do it as an overnight right yeah or two nights. Uh, we were well. I think our original plan was two nights. Then we bumped it down to one. Yeah. Um, but still considering a loop and then. And yeah, then, and then well, we, we can, just yeah. and so then very quickly into it, we realized that. Poor little guy wasn't ready. Poor little guy wasn't ready for that much <laughs> backpacking, like for full packing. He could hike it, but he couldn't carry his own stuff, which is fine. So what? What was he? Uh, he was carrying his food and some of his water. He was wearing a roughwear pack. He was wearing a roughwear Palisades pack. Which fits a, really well. It was a well-designed pack. Yeah. He just had never worn it before. He had, well, he had worn it for smaller hikes, but not with, like, a lot of weight in it. Yeah. And also, he's just not used to hiking, like, for yeah. elevation with uh, weight. We didn't want to push him too hard. We right. wanted him this to ease into it. This is his first time. So then, very early in, we were like, okay, well, then let's reevaluate. And we found a shelter about, like, a half mile off the trail that we were going to do that was closer to the car. And we were like, okay, let's base camp. Let's set up camp at this shelter. Because it was gonna. It was starting to rain and was raining by the time we got there. Yeah, we were um, stopping. Yeah, so we were like, that'll be nice too because we can dry out our stuff in the shelter and it'll be fine. So we... It was a, it was a lean-to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very old, poorly serviced yes. lean-to. <laughs> but it still did its job. We set it up our tent job. inside and we hung up all our stuff. And the boon was exhausted, so he went right to bed, which was good. Um, yeah. And the next day, we decided to just do Wittenberg and Cornell. We were also going to do slide, but then the rock scrambling was too much. We got uh, probably 75% up, up uh, the trail to slide summit before he realized he just he wasn't going to. It wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't worth it. It, he, it was scary. We were carrying him for, for parts yeah, of the rock which scrambles. is totally fine, and you should be prepared to do that with your dogs. He had a good harness on where that was fine. But, um, yeah, it just, he was, it, it definitely wasn't something he was prepared to do, and it scared me. So we just turned around, which was fine. And um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you're willing to adjust your itinerary. Yeah, if you're taking your dog, it's not about what you want to do. It's what it, it's what's best what for your up dog. To. Yeah, yeah, it's what's best for your dog in that scenario. And he had a lot of fun. He loved figuring out the rock scrambling. It was really fun to watch him do that. Um, we met a not so friendly dog on the summit of Wittenberg, Aww, which it was, is they were just poopies. <laughs> <laughs> which. My only note about that is even are, if someone says that their dog is friendly, know that 
that may not be the case and that you just need to be responsible for taking care of your dog. We're very much dog people. We mm-hmm. love all dogs. Um, I, th- I think that's uh, also you you might have an idea of how your dog uh, acts around other dogs or people. Mm-hmm. Um, in a strange place though, um, I don't I don't think you should let your dog off. No, especially I've just read too many stories of dogs that are supposedly really, really well leash trained and then you run just off in know. the woods and they get lost or it's just it's scary. It's not worth it. No. And not for you, not for them. And there's also the wild animals that you need to respect too. Like if my dog yes. saw a deer that he wanted to go chase, like that could be really dangerous. Yeah, and, and all of that can lead to you don't want to ruin it for everybody right because right. that the worst thing that's going to happen is they're just going to say you can't take and dogs then we did anymore. meet some people who knew their dogs weren't good with other dogs and yeah. just and told that, us that and we were like cool that great have cool. a have an awesome hike we're going to yeah, keep going that was awesome. and so that's my only note on that is something that we've learned through i mean we knew before but also just kind of reiterating through this trip was just that even if someone says that their dog's the type of way just trust your gut I remember, there was at one point where his dog was coming at my dog and I had my dog behind me and I was holding his dog by the collar back because he was trying to bite my dog's neck. And in that moment, you're like, dude, your dog's not okay. You need to take care of your dog. Like yeah. you need to own your shit. Um, but other than that, it was a really, really fun trip. Boone really had a good time. We had a good time. I really enjoy backpacking with him because that's just another way in which you can do stuff with your dog. Yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah. Um, so after that trip, hot, gross summer ensued. <sighs> I was supposed to go to the Whites with my friend. Where are the Whites? In New Hampshire. Uh, we were supposed to go hike in New Hampshire at the beginning of August, but I got injured very stupidly. I got a concussion, so I could not make <laughs> how, the drive up. How do you, how'd you get a concussion? There? <laughs> um... Your brother got married. My brother got married. And, and we were celebrating by the pool the day after the wedding, and there was some alcohol involved. There's always alcohol involved. And I dove into the pool, and I got a concussion um, by diving into an inner tube. She dove into an inner tube. Yeah. Which I didn't think was that serious, but then after the fact, people are like, oh, yeah, I know somebody who got paralyzed doing that. Don't do that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> good, good to know now that I've already done it. Thanks. And you, you may be thinking to yourself, alcohol is to blame here. No, I'm also just very clumsy. Not true. We love alcohol. Yeah. Oh, that's also, yeah. Um, and then the most recent thing was more of a me thing than a you thing. But remember when we said foreshadowing earlier, <laughs> I ran my first 50K. Woo! Which, which I'm is very, very cool. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself. Um, that's 31.2 miles for those of you who want the quick conversion. Um, and I, we're going to have to do another podcast about this, but I was not prepared. No. And you were stressing. And I was stressing because I'm very competitive and I like to be good at things for my, like just for myself, but I'm very competitive. So you were, Carrie was, uh, convinced to do this race by a coworker who does race and is, and is in he, shape. To be fair, no, he's not in shape oh. right now. He's not. I beat okay. him in this race, so <laughs> um, he's not in shape. But um, he and then my other coworker both run these ultras, and we're just like, no, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. And this one was a fairly easy one to do your first race with. It's a five mile loop, and you just run as far as you can in twelve hours. And I ran my. Th- 
50k in about eight which is on the longer side but for my first one I'm pretty proud of and also it basically this course was two and a half miles up like a PA Appalachian mountain and then down so it was just up a mountain down a mountain up a mountain down a mountain and it was brutal (laughs) but what was the race called it was called the Labor Pains 12-Hour Ultra. Which is so good. Which it was on Labor Day. It was Day. on Labor Day weekend. So, haha. Fairly Labor recently. Pains. And, yeah. And then that was recovery. And now we're still recovering. Which, again, we've decided we're going to we're gonna do a separate episode about it. Because it there's a lot to talk about. So yeah. it really deserves its own. But Yeah. Um, but I came home and I was very, very fucking proud of myself. And just kept saying that over and over again. Got a burger and then fell asleep in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's exactly how it happened, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, we're, now that we're, you know, getting to the end of summer, uh, the temps are starting to roll off, making me very happy and excited. Yes. Um, we've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah. We, we're, we're entering primetime camping backpacking season. Yeah, so we have upcoming stuff uh, that we're looking forward to. Not to mention uh, best time of year for climbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we love autumn yeah so climbing stuff is gonna come up soon um some more day trips into easy mm. but fun pa hiking stuff maybe along the at yeah i know i'm doing an overnight on the at at the end of september um We've got a lot coming up yeah maybe uh, an adirondacks trip in the yeah. late fall and then of course ski season winter is coming ski season. Ah. so excited we are so excited so very excited maybe we'll do a podcast also about yeah. what we do to prepare for ski season or what we're going to since you know this is our first one back and we, in we really uh we're really trying to uh get some videos rolling um we, we really want to explore that avenue so yeah. we'll, we'll keep you updated on that mm-hmm. but um yeah i think that's, that's kind uh, of our recap for adventures for the year good um, place to roll it in yeah but uh sorry it's been so long well, uh, we're going to be more regular. We um, are. We're, we're, we're really going to push ourselves to, to keep this consistent. But. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Those well. are our adventures. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, and guys. We'll see you soon. Talk to you later.